Hello, hello, and welcome back to the uh, very monarchical podcast. Uh, today we uh, we are celebrating the life of uh, Queen Elizabeth II, who has died today. And with me, as always, is my partner in love and in life, Link Labrador. Hello, hello. Yes, I am the Link Labrador, the king of time and space. The king of time and space. Oh, dang it, huh? <laughs> took that title before I could. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think will come next for uh, for England? Well, it's going to be business as usual because the English are very good at keeping a firm upper lip in the times of tragedy and death and destruction. It's true. It's true. They're very good at it. <laughs> They're very good at standing firm and all that nonsense. Yes. Keep calm and keep calm and carry on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the motto. That's the motto. Keep calm and carry on. <laughs> if, if, if England can survive World War One, World War Two, COVID, the loss of the Queen, tragic it may be, is not the most. It's not the most devastating thing that's ever happened in our lives. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I, well, I, the queen doesn't really have that much power, or the king doesn't really have that much power anymore. No, I, the king doesn't do shit. I would be, I would be very interested to speak with a scholar on this topic because it seems like the queen's power or the king's power has diminished quite a lot during the time of. Elizabeth's reign. Uh, I mean, after all, we went from a, um, uh, I remember uh, how long ago it was that England went from just like pure monarchy to a parliamentary democracy. I don't remember. It's been a while since it's I studied English. almost like the Queen of England had the right idea. What do you mean? Well, Dying? No. <laughs> Turning into a representative democracy. Where the Queen of England is simply exists. Yes, I wonder. I wonder when that was. Let me look it up. Uh, let's see. Maybe the Queen didn't trust her son, so Turn she decided right. to change the entire, the entire ecosystem. <laughs> yeah. When did English monarchy lose power? Okay. In 1642, the king conflict between the king and the English Parliament reached its climax and culminated in the execution of the king after the English Civil War. In 1649, oh, excuse me, uh, the overthrew of the English monarchy and the establishment of the Commonwealth of England. Oh, interesting. Huh? Hmm. Well, yes. So, with that little tidbit, the Queen of England has passed. Much sadness goes around the world. Here in the United States, we have 18 million things to worry about. Ukraine's still on fire. And Russia, end the stupid war. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the war in Russia, I'm oh, sorry, war in Ukraine still rages on. Um, that, oh God! Did you hear that Putin came out with a statement of like, "Oh, we haven't lost anything. We're we're winning. We're winning." Uh, sounds like his uh, his good friend Trump. This, oh, we're winning. We're winning here. We're winning there. Winning everywhere. <laughs> so dumb. 
the Ukrainians stole Russia. Of course. Watch Ukraine. Next thing you know, the next headline is uh, Ukraine invades Russia. Oh my God! I wouldn't surprise you at this point <laughs> after all of their uh, after Ukraine. all the aggression that Russia put towards them. Ukraine might be like, oh, we want to take some territory. I certainly Ukraine, hope not. But Ukraine winds up like Ukraine winds up taking over the Kremlin. <laughs> this becomes the Republic of Ukraine or something. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Next thing you know, Ukraine's walking out giant death robots or some shit. Well, in the game of civilization... Okay, okay, here's an interesting question. Yes. In the game of civilization as it's being played in 2022... Oh, yeah. Where okay. are we in terms of uh, in terms of the game? Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. We've got barbarians from the, all different sides, <laughs> especially Russian barbarians. Okay, <laughs> okay. In the game of civilization... Yes. China is still is still stuck with the uh, communist civic. Yeah. The United States had it moved on from democracy. The well, a representative representative democracy. Well, hi hushies. Hushies. Uh, let's see. I know where we are. Whatever. Um uh, Japan is about to start building giant death robots. They've already started. They've uh, <laughs> it was for like an art exhibition or something, but they built a Gundam a few years ago. Uh, it it was it was like a more of a statue than an actual like. Yeah, death no, robot, I mean but... J- Japan is on the verge of a scientific victory. Oh my god. Uh, let's see. The other countries are just kind of doing their own thing. How, how long until we just look up into the sky and it says, Play of the game. <laughs> oh, that would be the Hunger Games. Damn it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. Uh, Japan's on the verge of a scientific victory. Uh, China's going for the domination victory. Yeah. Um, Russia's it, going for the domination victory. Is there like a trade victory? Or like a economic victory? Uh, it's been a while since I've played no, Civilization. The scientific, cultural, mm. domination, mm. religious, oh. and there's a fifth one. Mm. Civic. Ah. Interesting. I've never actually gotten the religious uh, victory. Oh yeah? I, I've never tried. <laughs> destroy them all with religion. It's basically you create one world religion. Mm. Interesting. Or you create one world government. Right. Or you take over the world. Right. Literally just take over the world. My last game I was playing the United States. I wound up a science god and then I marched across the world and killed everyone with Bob the Destroyer. Bob the Destroyer? The giant robot? The giant robot. Yes, you're welcome for that name, by the way. <laughs> he, he called the robot Bob the Builder, and then I was like, what about Bob the Destroyer? No, it's Bob the Builder. <laughs> Bob the Builder. <laughs> so I wound up taking over the world, and of I wound course. up... Okay, I wound up nuking... 20 places? Jesus. I dropped 20 nukes. Very, 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 uh, very diplomatic of you, I'm sure. Uh, against people with muskets. 
They had a few tanks. What is the what is the poem that they used to say about the British Empire? Um, how fortunate that we have the Tommy gun and they have not, or something like that. Yes. Whereas yours would be, how fortunate that we have the bomb and they have not. <laughs> Jesus. So so wait, so wait, so wait, so wait, so wait. Are you telling me that you were Hitler? Just, you got the bomb really early in the game. Uh, I was a successful version of Hitler. Successful version of Hitler. Oh my god. Basically, I did. We are so fortunate that we do not live in the timeline where the Queen of England decided to be the uh, atomic power Gandhi, the the evil Gandhi <laughs> from civilization of just nuke them all. Yes, my name is Elizabeth. Nuke them all. Make them all into radioactive dust. <laughs> we are gonna stop. All right, and welcome back from that commercial break. I hope that you enjoyed those hairy ball razors or whatever, purple mattress or whatever it is that you were just chilled there. Exactly. So, the question of the day is, religion, what draws people to it at the end of the day? And why does religion matter? Yes. Well, this is an excellent question. And and one of the things that I find interesting about this this question of why why is religion something that's so com- so common among human culture? Uh, you know, some people think that because religion is present in basically every human culture, that it's like, oh, well, there must be a higher power. There must be. Because if it's universal, so to speak, with all human beings, then it must be universal, supposedly. That So goes the argument. So, here is my perspective on this. Okay. So, in the church that I grew up in, which was the Protestant church. One of the ways that we described uh, religion to, uh, if we were trying to convert someone to the faith, was there, there's a hole in your heart. There's a hole in your, in your soul. The, uh, the, a God-shaped hole that only God can fill. Now, now, in a more secular context, it's quite funny that a man can... Uh, Jesus, a man can fill fill a hole in you. But uh, what they're trying to say is is that there are desires in the human soul or the human spirit that that only a god or a religion can fill. And of course, in their opinion, their religion is the right one. Yes, and and moving into my ideas of. Religion. I didn't grow up very religious. Actually, okay. if anything, we went to church for a little while, and then my mother overheard one of the priests talking shit about my brother, and we just never went back. Wow. Uh, well, uh, that makes sense. Uh, so, 
the reason why I bring up this example of the, the God-shaped hole, quote-unquote, if, if any, anyone who's been to a Protestant church has heard this argument, the God-shaped hole. Now, the reason why I think that religion is so prevalent around the world is because it fills these desires that all people have. Okay. So, there are a couple of things that everyone wants in terms of, uh, in terms of their, uh, in terms of, uh, a couple of, uh, a couple of things that everyone wants. Certainty. Security. And knowing what happens after death. These are, these are things that are common for all people to think about and to, to want an answer to these questions. Now, a scientist, a, a person who is a materialist, specifically. So, not all scientists are materialists, but in general, scientists deal with the material world and anything that can be observed in the material world. We don't say, you know, oh yes, uh, atoms uh, move around, you know, atoms jiggle around with heat because God jiggles them. Yes, like, well, we, we don't say that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, there is either a rhyme and reason for everything, or there's an omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent being that makes atoms jiggle around. Well, the likelihood of God existing, not existing, which could gives many people an existential crisis, I don't know why, be your own god in life, Mm. and when you die, uh, greet the Grim Reaper like a friend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. Right. If you get, for example, uh, Final Destination in some way, (laughs) then... Well, that's how your run ends. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. We don't know what happens after death. We're trying to figure it out, but to figure it out fully, we would have to carry out highly unethical science experiments. Well, and the the likely thing is that even uh, carrying out, even in principle, we could not figure it out because it deals with metaphysical things. So, yeah. so the physical. The, the material world, metaphysical, the non-material world. Uh-huh. And so again, well, coming back to my example of, you know, why, why is religion so important to so many people? The reason why is because it gives these certain answers to very difficult questions. Now, why, and another part of your question was, why do people believe that their specific version is correct. And the reason why is because certainty is part of the reason why it's appealing. And so people are certain that their specific form of religion is the right one. So it's worth going to war over? It's worth killing yes, people over? Absolutely. Why bother? Great question. So, live and let live. Yeah, the person <laughs> next door could be an asshole, but look at more than just what, you know, he's doing. Take a look at your life and your circumstances and realize 
hey, wait, this guy's an asshole? He's a dick to a lot of people. But, on the other hand, he doesn't... I mean, the people that he, you know, screws over... Generally... Generally... Move on with their lives and they go do more interesting things. So, is the person screwing them over or doing them a damn favor? (laughs) Some miniature troll on the internet, no matter how much power he thinks he has, doesn't really have that much power over you. Right. That's the thing. Guys, relax. No one has power. No one truly has power over you. Interesting. Because. You have the option to quit your job whenever you want. Mm. You have the option to kill as many people as you want. Jesus. You have that option in life. Well, and the vast majority... similar to Alinsky's principles is you have those kinds of extreme options in the case of extreme evil. You know, in, in terms of, you know, a Nazi Germany or a North Korea, you know, the violent resistance is the only type of resistance. Exactly. Whereas in a peaceful democratic democracy, in a peaceful democracy, you you don't have to go to the extremes of, you know, oh, I'm just going to kill him. Exactly. It, it, it hurts your cause rather than helping it. Yeah. Well, even that depends on what your end goal is. If your end goal is to be the Joker, <laughs> then... I, I certainly hope not. If, you're, if your end goal in life is to just embody the principles of the Joker... <laughs> Jesus. Cause chaos. There's a deer over there. Of course. Uh, cause chaos and simultaneously take down the mob, expose the police for the corruption that they have, uh-huh. expose Batman for how corrupt he is. Yep. If you want to be... The perfect hero, anti-hero, villain, all at the same time. Uh-huh. You, there's nothing in the world stopping you. Huh. Interesting. Because it comes down to individual will, knowledge, uh-huh. and keeping your plans as convoluted and secret as humanly possible, but involving as many things... Uh, Involving as many moving elements as you can. Uh-huh. Without having the elements talk to each other because a mafia don isn't going to go talk to the police. Uh-huh. The police want to leave the mafia don alone. Right. So you've, you've put a lot of thought into how to become the Joker. <laughs> I, I, I'm a little bit disturbed by this. I have... In my opinion... The Joker is one of the best hero, anti-heroes, there is. Mm. Okay. He's better than the Punisher. The Punisher just murders people. Right. Red Hood just kills people. Right. Deathstroke kills people. Deathstroke kills people for money. Yep. The Joker kills people for a purpose. <laughs> he kills people to create chaos. And in that chaos... I like I like how this started out as, as an episode about... <laughs> Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> and now it's an episode about the Joker. It's great. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, uh, the Joker creates chaos mm-hmm. in the same way that you light a fire in a forest. Mm. The okay. chaos 
and the fire do the same job of oh. removing the deadwood, removing the corruption. Interesting. You think the Joker removes corruption? Yes. Interesting. He kills innocent bystanders along the way, but mm-hmm. I didn't say he was a superhero. No, he's a hero of the people. Interesting. Sometimes. <laughs> he's a hero of people. I can hear the ghost of Todd Phillips. Yes, yes, my my Joker is the best Joker. Yes! <laughs> it really was one of the best Jokers. Okay, okay. Are you saying that people should come to our political rallies dressed as the Joker? That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Let's put a smile on I your mean, face. I mean, that's essentially what we're planning to do anyway, is... Just be the Joker in the presidential office, oh my god. Effectively be the Joker in the presidential office, yes. I don't know about that. Uh, I would, I would, see, I will be Batman, and you can be the Joker. <sighs> I mean, I America! Would... America, listen! I gotta that is not a cool I, way to play Batman. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop the Joker from from destroying, uh, from from destroying democracy. <laughs> well, here's what we're gonna do. Now, getting back to the Queen, mm-hmm. the Queen of England just passed away, and here's how she passed away. They're not gonna tell you how she. the The official story mm. is that she passed away peacefully in her sleep. During the middle of the day, sure. During the middle of the day. No, she died of a drug overdose. A legal drug overdose. Where did you hear this information? I've never heard this other than from you. Uh, it's in... It is in the official... What is it? It is in the official rhetoric... The official um, will of the queen. Oh. Of how she wants to pass away. Okay. It's part of the it's part of the uh, London Bridges protocol. Ah, interesting. Okay, yeah. So she died of a legal drug overdose. Painless drug overdose, by the way. Fair enough. I mean, uh, it was just a pretty badass way. It was just a badass way to go. She's she's got like all her kids around her, and she goes, "All right, time for some heroin." <laughs> I've always wanted to know what opium was like. <laughs> yeah. No, she died. She died on the best on the best trip of her life. Oh my god! Which, given how old she is, badass way to go. That's funny. I want to raise awareness about drug overdose in the UK by <laughs> overdosing as my form of death. <laughs> Jesus. Now we have King Philip. King Philip. King Charles the Third. I'm <laughs> 73 years old. That's gonna be a fun. That's he's gonna be king, and then he's gonna pass away in 10 years, probably. So who's the next in line? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Who who is in line for the throne after? Let's see. Philip. Prince William! How old is he? Uh, let's see. King Charles III and the new line of succession on Yahoo.com. Of course. Uh, let's see. 
We mourn the Queen Mother. Prince William, the 40-year-old Duke of Cambridge. Oh, okay. Prince Harry is fifth in line. Interesting. Didn't Prince Harry get um, exiled? Isn't he living in uh, L.A. somewhere? Something like that. He, uh, he and the princess are living in Canada, I think, or somewhere. I don't remember. It wasn't Canada. It was L.A. Oh, okay. And they're multi-million dollar mansion. And they're of hard for cash. Oh, I'm sure. Sure. Well, we'll have to bring them on the podcast and ask them, How dare you? How dare you steal from the good people of the UK to live in your Los Angeles mansion? Nah, they're like, yeah, we're not stealing. We have yeah. more money than we know what to do with, to be honest. Uh, Jesus Honestly, honestly, I'm glad my mother is, I'm glad she's dead. Jesus. I'm glad she's dead. We can actually get back to the throne. We can go back to Westeros and the throne. <laughs> go back to Westeros. <laughs> I must a- take my rightful throne. You must take the Iron Throne back. Oh like, my you know God. The, like, you know that doesn't have any real power. You would say they don't have any real power, but... The queen, that that the queen had made sure that she had as much power as possible. She actually had all the power. See, 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 that would be that would be really funny if it was like, oh God, what do we do? The queen was the head of the Illuminati. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> ah, we knew she was the head of the Illuminati. We replaced her ages ago. That's fine. No. Jeff Bezos was next to <laughs> Jesus. I, you, know, you were talking about Lex Luthor earlier. Yeah, Lex Luthor is Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos looks and acts exactly like Lex Luthor. It's true. Jesus Christ, dude. Well, for our next segment, I have a suggestion. Yeah? We'll do another quick commercial break, and then we'll go back into it. Yeah. Welcome back, and uh, okay. So, so here, here's, here's what I want to do. Yeah. You were asking me about Star Wars Galaxy Connection in Hot Springs, and I want to tell you the full story about this place because it is a joy. It is, it is, it is a. If any of you ever visit the town of Hot Springs, Arkansas. Here is where you should go. It is called Galaxy's Connection, featuring Star Wars. Because obviously they don't have the official license to use Star Wars. So it's this guy who just... He had a bunch of Star Wars stuff. Including a bunch of life-size models of the characters. I see. So what he did was he built these little incredibly incredibly cute 
dioramas around the characters. So he has, like, a Darth Vader. And then he built a little, like, wooden Death Star interior around Darth Vader. Why didn't he just build that on a Lego? That would have been interesting, but expensive. Uh, I mean, not much more expensive than just building it out of wood. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> for Yoda, of course, he built Dagobah because it didn't cost very much. It's just a bunch of, like, Halloween <laughs> spider webs. <laughs> and he's got one for, I think, Boba Fett. Uh, and I think he has, like, a big metal, like, sculpture of Darth Vader as well. Okay. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's, it is, it oh, is... Oh, wait, yeah, you're right. Well, like, I wouldn't have worked out. It's too small. Yeah, it a little small one. But, uh, and then he's got a bunch of other, like, memorabilia that he's collected as well. Now, <laughs> at the very end of the tour, you get to choose whether or not you think that Jar Jar Binks was a good character. And I, to my shock and dismay... About two-thirds of the votes were for Jar Jar Binks is an awesome character. I was like, oh, no. I mean, Jar Jar Binks could have been an amazing character. That's true. And here's why. George Lucas's original plan was to have Jar Jar Binks a secret Sith villain. Uh, that's a fan theory, but it could be true. It has not been confirmed officially. Meh. I'm going with it. I'm going with that was George Lucas's original plan. Uh, there are a lot of indications that it could be. It's just, it has not been confirmed. Actually, Jar Jar Binks is just, um... That would be funny if Jar Jar Binks was, uh, Palpatine's old master. Oh my god, that would be funny. Jar Jar Binks would be what, uh, Lord, um, Darth Plagueis Wise. Yes. I'd, I'd have trouble finding uh, the wise being description of and here's, Jar Jar. Here's how he did it. Okay. By acting like the fool. Oh. Pretending to be an idiot. Mm-hmm. Pretending to be an idiot, acting like a fool, and using lots and lots of Sith suggestion. Oh my god. Of course. That's funny. Because... Here's what's. Here's how you hide in plain sight mm. as a supervillain. Mm-hmm. You don't make it obvious you're a supervillain. <laughs> exactly. Make it look like you're an idiot, and people leave you alone. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. He's just an idiot. No, actually, I'm the smartest person in the room, and you're screwed in about 30 different ways. Ah, the King David defense. Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh. But the piece de resistance is the pamphlet that they give you at the end of the tour. Yeah. Where it tells the story of this person who created this museum. Yeah. He's like, you know, I I just wanted to create this museum because I love Star Wars and I love Jesus. And he's like, I if you if you haven't accepted Jesus as your savior, do the right thing and do it today. And I'm just like Oh my god! What? What does this have to do with Star Wars? (laughs) (laughs) So funny. It is is so funny. 
and yet so sincere. It's 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 like the room where where the reason why the room is funny is because it's so sincere. And this guy clearly put a lot of passion into this, you know, making the dioramas and all of this. And then he clearly put a lot of passion into writing this pamphlet about Jesus <laughs> with Star Wars characters printed all over it. Well, I, I don't know. He created a pamphlet about Jesus. Awesome. Yes. Sure. But, uh, Why not? Sure. Why not? Uh, definitely, definitely the 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 best the best tourist attraction there that you can go to for sure. At least if you're a nerd like me, which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are. We're going to the Crater of Diamonds at some point, right? Absolutely. We'll have to take a long. Oh yeah, we should probably go every uh, every so often and stock up on on jewels. Diamonds. We'll have to watch some YouTube videos about how to find them because uh, they can be a little bit difficult to find. ADHD. Oh yeah, I'm sure you won't have any trouble. It's like uh, here's a diamond. Here's a diamond. There's another one. There's another one. There's another one. Yes, use the power of ADHD. You find one the size of your fist. Uh, I'm keeping Jesus. this. Jesus. Ah uh, yes, it's the second Hope Diamond. It's cursed by cursed by uh, by furry knowledge. You just find one. You're just like, what the? I'm putting this in the case. Yep. I'm not telling anyone I have this. <laughs> oh my god. So like an eighteen thousand dollar diamond. We're selling that. Yeah. <laughs> People have done it. People have found like fifty thousand dollar diamonds there. Oh yeah, or you know a hundred thousand dollar diamond. Ah, uh, we're selling this. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is it worth more raw, or is it worth more cut? Oh, cut, of course. Uh, so if it's a forty thousand dollar diamond, how much would it cost to get it cut? I don't know. That's a good question. A uh, couple thousand, probably. Uh, Can you assume. work a deal out with the jeweler? Sure. Go. I've got 17 diamonds. I've got 70 diamonds here. And I want this one cut. Can we work out a trade? Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I do still find it very funny that people are like, Oh, diamond is so beautiful. I mean, diamonds and, are beautiful. Yes. And meanwhile... Our diamond is forever. A diamond is so special. I mean, it's like, well, a diamond is just carbon crushed into a small space. Whereas the gold on the ring had to be created in a supernova. <laughs> carbon did not have to be created in a supernova. Carbon is typically created inside of a star, just a regular burning star. Whereas gold can only be created in a supernova because it is heavier than lead and uh and uh elements that are heavier than lead that are not created in a lab can only be created in a supernova hmm. so which is the truly valuable the gold or the gold the gold or the diamond from the perspective of a scientist it's all valuable it's all stardust but it, i think that it being made out of a supernova is pretty cool it is now personally I find a lot of beauty in a diamond. Mm. Are they 
worth what you see in a store? No. Uh And here's why. It's boring. It's a boring story. Yes. Oh, I love you so much. I bought you this diamond ring. I bought you this diamond. I bought you this diamond ring. You'll love me forever. Oh, and if you ever have sexual encounters with another man, I'm dumping you. Oh, my God. But... Why does it... I mean... I'm gonna be loyal forever and never have sex with another person in my life, Oak. Now, I have a suggestion. I think that would be an excellent topic for a podcast. I think so. I let's think... finish, let's let's finish, finish this about, one. Let's finish the one about the queen and... Uh, yes. what, what was in her will? That's my question. Oh, God. I don't know. I know that her will was... Most likely sealed to the public. Oh, the I'm next, sure. Like 50 years, but. Yeah, probably. Thank you. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. But yes. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, God save the king! King Charles the uh, Third. He's gonna be around for maybe. He's gonna have maybe a decade long reign. If he's lucky. <laughs> Yeah. Or he dies on a fishbone tomorrow. Who knows? If only. If only. We can only hope that the memes that come out of King Charles's reign are as glorious as the memes that came out of Queen Elizabeth's reign. Uh, God save the queen! God save the queen! Uh, we hope that she is looking down from her throne in super heaven, <laughs> where the rich go. Um, no, everyone goes to heaven. <laughs> everyone goes to heaven? No, I'm saying that there's like a super heaven that you can pay to get into. No. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, no, no. It's just everyone goes to heaven. Yeah. You can't be richer than God. It's impossible. Richer than the queen. The queen's not even the richest monarch. Nope, not by a long shot. Uh, but yes, thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you will subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform that you find it on, and make sure to share it with a friend. Good, yes. Goodbye! Son of Eve.